Welcome back, podcaster friends and family members that are listening in. Hi, that's my mom. (laughs) Hi, mom. (laughs) Well, we're joined with the usual, Dwan and Cody and myself, Serenity. Um, But today we have a special guest, um, Crystal. She's a a therapist. A different Crystal. Yeah, we've had a different Crystal on. Um, So this is a new Crystal, and um, she is going to join us for another wellness episode um, because she's a therapist. She's going to tell us a little bit more about mental health and her journey and what brought her there. So we were talking a little bit about um, what you do before the episode started, um, but I thought it was so good that we cut you off. (laughs) Made her push pause so she could tell you guys too. Yeah, yeah. But to, sorry, I keep interrupting. Oh, good. Like, I like the it. Podcast, and then I'm like, mm. um, but you said wellness and as a therapist or counselor, of course, we're talking mental wellness. Um, but like our friend Jasmine, you are also a big uh, fan or proponent for physical wellness and kind of probably even the whole big picture. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of exciting to have you on here. So thanks Thank for you. coming. Thanks for having me. And then I'll let you ask your questions, Serenity, and I'll try not to butt in. Oh, no, I like it. I was going to totally forget that part, but the reason I know Crystal is through Jasmine, mm-hmm. um, because they both were on their journeys to get fit and buff and beautiful. And I mean, they're already beautiful, but definitely there's buffness to be had. Beautifully, I, what is the term for that? Is it a fitness competition is there like a like a more specified term um bodybuilding and then within that there's different categories yeah like oh. physique and bikini and wellness and figure yeah and which which do you do figure okay have you only done figure yes i've only competed for two seasons so okay. pretty new yeah pretty newbie so what makes figure different than the other categories um well there, you're judged on like upper body muscle, your back muscle, and your legs. Okay. You want like an X frame, uh-huh. whereas bikini, I think, is shoulder. Leaner, right? More lean than muscle. Um, for figure, yes. And then bikini, I think you're judged like on your butt and. <laughs> so they're different body parts, I guess. Yeah, and wellness is newer. I really like the look of wellness, mm-hmm. so it's. They want you to have bigger legs, like quads and butt. Which you're good at. <laughs> Are you thinking about doing, like switching to the wellness part? Um, that would be a, like a long-term goal, but yeah. And so then would they judge you as a novice? Because yes. you're new to that mm-hmm. part. Okay. And then can you do more than one? Yes. What yeah. does our friend Jasmine do? Um, she does bikini. She, she did she's, figure, right? And now she, she did does figure. Bikini. Last year, mm-hmm. she competed and won the overall in figure. I think she tried wellness and bikini that year, too. Oh. Like, all three. Um, but I think she settled on bikini. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Anyways, um, and then the first time we met was up at the uh, Spiral Rock, I think. We had some kombucha, and we oh, yeah, traded yoga. kombucha stories, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we've got together a few times. But yeah, our paths have crossed. But no, I don't think anywhere in that time of getting together did we chat about, like, what you do. Right. So I'm excited to hear more about what you do. And Thank you. Have you on. Yeah. 
because, I mean, I'd like to be your friend. <laughs> awkward. Is that what you do? Just invite people so you can have new yes. friends? You're like, yeah. you can come on the podcast, but we have to be friends. Well, I have to learn so much about everybody. I'm just so intrigued by humans. So I just yeah. like to hear their whole backstory. Yeah. And I've met you one time before. And then, of course, through Jasmine. And then I think uh, Jasmine um, kind of brags about you. I think she kind of loves Aww, what you really? do and, and the person that you are. And I think she Aww. considers you an excellent human. So, you know, don't, we don't know you very well, but we just assume that you are a, a, a good human being because you are friends with our friends. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. as far as uh, mental health, can you mm -hmm. kind of go over what you do there, what that means? Like currently? So we talked about yeah. how you're the, a therapist, and mm -hmm. I didn't know the difference between what types of therapy, like is a counselor mm -hmm. a therapist, is it a social worker, like who does what? So what do um, you do? So I'm a counselor, and so we were talking about like the different degrees, mm -hmm. and so my master's program was in professional counseling. So my whole master's program focused on counseling. Mm -hmm. um, so therapist and counseling are interchangeable words. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I don't yeah. know if it'll stick, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So counselors and therapists, same thing. Um, and then you can also be a counselor, provide counseling. So provide mm -hmm. counseling if you have a degree in social work or psychology. Yeah. Yeah. And psychologists can prescribe or no? No. So just psychiatrists. Just psychiatrists. Okay. Or doctors, you yeah. know, like that you would yeah. go see. Can a, so you, you said that a social worker can work in like different settings, mm -hmm. like a hospital or medical clinic or something. Um, so what's the difference between a social worker and a psychologist? So, well, definitely just their program. So I know, well, okay. Well, first of all, psychologists have their doctorate. Do and they? Yes. Always? Always. A psychologist has a PhD. Mm. So why can't they level. prescribe? Um, from my understanding, a psychologist and a psychiatrist have very similar training, except for a psychiatrist had the added medical school okay. um, and knowledge for prescription. All right. Which is kind of strange because like a nurse practitioner can prescribe mm -hmm. money. So I think it's maybe... It could just be like how it's been done and then whether or not like they should or right. shouldn't or something. So yeah, it's kind of like very interesting. It's kind of strange, but yeah, in order to prescribe meds or manage psych meds specifically, it's a psychiatrist. And those are few and far between around here. There are, they are everywhere. So, few and far between yeah, everywhere. No. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But psych meds can be managed by primary care, primary nurse care. practitioners. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But... I know like in our, our clinic, like ours do manage that often, but then there's those like extra cases, like with a, you know, like one of those significant diagnosis, diagnoses that, yeah. that the primary care providers aren't necessarily comfortable prescribing. So if you have like, you know, an episode of psychosis or a diagnosis of borderline personality or uh, bipolar or something, even some like bipolar, you can kind of go either way, but you know, like there's those like extra ones where mm -hmm. like, please, we need some help. And then they're like, nope, not accepting new people or, you know, so then it's, it gets really hard managing those meds mm -hmm. because there's such a lack of support, mm -hmm. right? Not willingly, but just kind of in general for mental health. 
Yeah, I think our doctors around here and nurse practitioners do a really good job. And I don't know what it's like in other areas, but I feel like they really do take that on. Mm -hmm. um, and unless, like you said, it's like a pretty severe case and then they might be hospitalized. Um, but then I've seen where their primary care will take over medication management after that. Mostly just lack of options, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, or they're willing to, but yeah, if you're hospitalized and then discharged, there's also a lack of outpatient support. And even from just the hospital being discharged, but then also inpatient mental health, which we have one here mm -hmm. in the Valley. And and then I, I even asked the hospital because about their inpatient, like, what who do you guys you know, discharge to for outpatient support. And then they, they have to have a discharge plan, but it's all, you know, it's kind of complicated in that way too because there's not a whole lot of great resources for outpatient mm -hmm. med management and stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's a struggle. Mental health is like one of those things where misunderstood oftentimes and then stigmatized and then, um, and then just lack of resources. And then I think that just like the, healthcare paradigm is one of those that kind of gets lost in the shuffle where there's like a huge benefit for improvement, but then we're so far behind. We're just like, how and when do we do that? So how, um, is, was it something you always wanted to do growing up? Or like, how old were you when you made that decision that this is what I, I want to do for my career? Yeah. What was that? So, like, I have this memory of pretty young saying, I want to be a psychologist, even though I didn't know what it was, mm -hmm. where it came from, I have no idea. <laughs> Nobody in my family, you Sounded know. Sounded like a fun word. Yeah. Um, and so, interestingly, um, the stepmom I had growing up um, was, has bipolar and OCD that was kind of hidden. We didn't know, mm -hmm. right? She was just quirky. Right. Um, and until much later, right, as right. an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, she totally... <laughs> Looking back, you can see it. But yeah. Maybe in, like, the 90s and part of 2000, mm -hmm. I think, it just... People well, just were, like... talk about it. Yeah. They, they were just eccentric <clears throat> or, you know, Quirky, on the spectrum yeah. or... But, yeah. Or drank a lot of alcohol or took a lot of pills. <laughs> right. Right. Hit it. Yeah. And then after... Um, she and my dad divorced. He did say that, you know, throughout their marriage, I think she was hospitalized a couple times, but it was that nobody knew, you know, don't talk about it type of thing. Um, but I was in undergrad and I was getting my degree in psychology and I wanted to do, um, go into the clinical mental health. And this was before I knew that my stepmom, you know, had a mental health diagnosis. And um, she really was like, you, you wouldn't be a good fit for that. It's so draining and really talked me out of it. And now I can look back and go, it's because she had like this big secret, you mm -hmm. know, that she didn't want me to know. And so it kind of took me down like a different path. Um, I mean, still in the mental health field, but I kind of stopped pursuing that for a little bit. Um, and just over time, it, it you know, I'm back in mental health. But yeah. Um, what other kind of work did you do growing up? Growing up or? Yeah, like what, what is your, I don't know, your adolescence, what kind of jobs were, did, were you in? Um, let's see. Like I worked at freaking Home Depot. Uh, I was a waitress in high school. <gasps> Fun. Worked in Sonic. Um, oh, so did Cody. So did I. Yeah. <coughs> let's see. 
I worked at Walmart all through undergrad. Yeah, and so did I. Did I've worked at Walmart too. Oh, uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you do what you got to do to get yep. yourself through. Yep, worked at a bank during grad school yeah. while I interned um, okay. for counseling. So. And so how's your relationship with your stepmom now? Um, non-existent. Okay, is she out of your dad's she dead? life? Or? Yeah. No, she <laughs> I don't know, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> we just have a... I, I guess like by running Joe, me, but yeah, of like our dead parents. So um, I just I just found out last oh, yeah, week Serenity that I now have, have a, a different dad, dad as well. and he's dead. Oh, um, you know she's kind of yeah. grieving his loss. Yeah, and is welcoming at the same time. It's weird. That is weird. I did a <laughs> DNA test. Turns out I have a different dad too. Oh, yeah. Oh. Is your mom alive? <laughs> so can you ask her about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she her mom has been denying it for the last forty three years <laughs> or one. I don't know. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, my family's pretty dysfunctional. So. Oh, yay! Welcome. <laughs> yeah, join the club. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, my dad would have felt felt pretty betrayed if I had any contact with her. So, you know, at yeah. the time I thought I made the right choice not having any contact, and now I have no idea. I've it's tried where to. She is, or yeah. yeah. Yeah, now that social media is a thing, you can look people totally up. Totally, I've tried, and her kids that you know were my step siblings, but mm-hmm. they're—I don't know—maybe I'm blocked. Right, <laughs> right. They found me first. Or people have <laughs> such common names that they're hard to find. So it happens. Oh yeah, no, their last name's pretty unique. Yeah, we'll okay. do some recon after this. I'm pretty good at finding things. Okay, <laughs> found her dad's obit like two seconds after she told me. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. So, so how long how, have you been a therapist? I was just going to say that. Let's see. Um, so I graduated in 2009 from grad school and in, from Texas. And so I moved back to Idaho and um, Idaho didn't want to recognize every, like all of my schooling. So I ended up having to go like take a couple classes before I could um, sit for the licensing exam. And I was just kind of stubborn and I was like, I'm not doing that. So I was working in the mental health field, though, still as a case manager and what they called at the time PSR, psychosocial rehabilitation. That sounds interesting. Where, yeah. where do they do that? So it was done in the home in the community. So it's a community-based services. And now okay. it's called, if, I'm, if, if it's still called this, I'm not sure, but CBRS, Community-Based Rehabilitation Services. Mm-hmm. And so... What I was doing back then, you had to have what they called the big five. Like, to qualify for the um, services, you had to have one of five diagnoses. Um, Schizophrenia, schizoaffective, bipolar, borderline personality, and I don't remember the other one, but... The pretty big ones. Yeah, the pretty big ones. And it was a Medicaid service, so the um, individuals were on Medicaid um, and had this diagnosis. And so... It was to kind of go for the individuals that because of their mental health really couldn't make it into the office or weren't, it was really just trying to keep them functioning, like offering that extra Mm -hmm. support so that they could maintain living on their own independently. I would have been scared shitless. I would have never gone for that. Mm -mm. (laughs) But you come to learn that people are scared of them, right? But they're... 
being violent or anything like that is it's rare. Is pretty rare, mm-hmm. and there, I met some pretty cool people. So that I never would have met. So. Right. Yeah, it'd be pretty fun. I'd enjoy it. I think to an extent. I worked at the state hospital. Mm. I feel like there was a level of violence there for sure. But well, I think that's where people, people that mm-hmm, like actively psychosis and court mm-hmm. ordered there. And then, um, yeah, but just kind of, you know, helping out people in their everyday lives would be pretty, pretty cool. I bet yeah. that gave you a lot of really great experience too. Yeah. And so after, I don't know, a couple years of that, I finally did like do what I needed to do <laughs> and started doing counseling a couple years after that. So mm-hmm. In an agent, like agency work, and then I've been in private practice. November was five years, so wow. coming up on six, almost. That's crazy. So, if you could go back and change your path, would you? Um, I would have ventured into private practice a lot sooner. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, are you doing what you want to do forever? Like, do you have a? I don't. Do you have any change of plans at some point or do you want to? Yeah, actually. So I love counseling, right? I love it. I can't imagine not doing it, but I'm kind of in the works. Or I am in the works. It's in the beginning stages. I want to offer like coaching services as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like wellness coaching? Yes. So I actually just. Wellness can... coaching or like life coaching? So life, it's wellness coaching is like an offshoot of life coaching. Mm -hmm. right and so if you're a life coach you can focus on all these different issues and I really want to kind of hone in on the emotional mental well-being of like maybe like athletes I'm still Mm -hmm. trying to figure that out maybe not just athletes but um, like when I was going through my prep like I have a really great support system because of my (laughs) my background in mental health I feel like I have a lot of good knowledge and skills um, I was in therapy myself every week and I have a good coach that did my, um, my meal plans and my, my exercise plans, but I still felt like something was missing. Like I needed that extra support. So I want to be able to provide that to people. Mm-hmm. I like that. So you said you're in the works. What is it? I know that, um, coaching, has like its own certifications and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily require certifications. And as like, I know as a a nurse, people like you're automatically considered a health coach. So you just get like certified in whichever direction you want to go. But I don't, how does that work with mental health, especially with a master's degree? Like I imagine you could just literally just start right now. I technically could just start without having Mm -hmm. any certification because at least in Idaho and what I've found, you don't have to be certified to consider yourself a coach. The only thing is if you are a nutrition person. Nutritionist or dietitian. Like, I don't think you can prescribe, you know, specific diets without having your nutrition's license. I think that's the only rules in Idaho. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, some of the drawbacks to doing, or for counseling, is I have to provide counseling to people that are in the state that I'm licensed. Mm -hmm. Um, When COVID hit, I switched to telehealth, like most people. Um, now I'm in the office two days a week, but I find that m- a lot of my clients still want telehealth. So I do telehealth three days a week. Um, but actually like I'll drive my offices in Moscow, I'll be in person. So I have the people that would like to come in and still within that, those two days, I'm seeing people through telehealth in my office in Moscow. Mm. Um, but 
so I have my, my license in Idaho and Washington, so I can do telehealth, like provide services to people that are in that state or reside in that state. Um, so you can't live in Idaho and go on vacation in New York and up me see you while you're on vacation. Mm -hmm. With coaching, I can go across state lines. Um, there aren't those rules and regulations. So it's weird though. How do you draw the line between, and this is just genuinely curious because it's this, like, how do you draw the line between coaching and then counseling, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, you're mm -hmm. licensed to counsel, but only in these states. So, what is that difference? Or would you just pretty much be doing the same thing, you know, but calling it coaching? No. And that's why I actually went and took a, a wellness coaching certification program to learn, like, the nuances and the differences. And so, it's, it was really interesting because a lot of it is relatable to counseling, and vice versa. But coaching is like solution focused, which is also a therapy technique, mm -hmm. but it's more, you're not diving into the past, digging up maybe trauma issues. Like that's all counseling. Mm -hmm. You don't have, like counseling doesn't have to be that, but um, there's a lot of motivational interviewing for coaching, right? Smart goals. Those are all st still things though that mm -hmm. I do with my my counseling clients, but we're working on more deeper mental health issues, anxiety, depression, um, maybe, you know, past trauma, working through all those narratives. Whereas in coaching, like, it would be present and future focused. Mm -hmm. hmm. But your, uh, your avenue is like mental health focused? Like emotional, I'm called, like emotional and mental wellness, right? Okay. So like whole like holistic and it's just so funny because like, like I do the same things like I, I have a I have a degree in science and nursing so and then with that degree I can educate I am a like a, a teacher mm -hmm. and I can you know I you know, I like teach people things and give information and then I also have a coaching certification for like like diabetes specific pre, like pre-diabetes and diabetes specific um, and then with the coaching it's more like there, there was just like a, a stark difference in the way that like you delivered information, like coaching versus teaching, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then and I struggled with it because I was like, I, I don't know. It's and it's funny because like I do a lot of coaching as a nurse, but then like as a coach, you couldn't do nursing stuff as much. So right, it was just weird. And I'm like, how do I balance that? Because I uh, the same like I like so want to do something yeah. different or expand or kind of figure out my own thing. But I'm like, ah, oh, what is it? What is mm -hmm. that? That thing to offer so yeah it's exciting that you're planning it and and moving forward and you so you already have a coaching certification yes and it wasn't one where I had to go and have a supervisor and have hours because really I have a standalone license mm -hmm. that I feel like you know if I didn't have my master's in counseling and you know maybe I you know had it in nursing or you know and I wanted to go into more like health and fitness stuff I would probably seek that out. Or if I didn't have a degree at all, like I would want that knowledge. But yeah. I feel like I have a pretty good base for what I want to do. Now, if I wanted to do finance or coaching mm -hmm. or something, I would definitely need yeah, like, go more in that direction. Do you have education. to have continuing education for your degree? For my counseling license, uh -huh. yes. For the coaching certification, <laughs> right. no. Right. Like, there isn't yeah. even like, nobody even needs a certification. It's no, the weirdest you don't. Thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So anybody can call themselves a coach yes. from off the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fun. Okay. <laughs> so, well, then you will, will you run your new proposed business out of the same location? So it's going to be virtual, like more. So I have like this vision, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm trying to figure out, because I'm not a techie person, which is so ironic that I want to do this like virtual, but that just works for my life. So I'm trying to like, I have that learning curve, but I have this vision for like this app. Maybe it's not called an app, but where within it, that's where we communicate. Like we can maybe have face-to-face as well, like video chats, but like that's how we can communicate um, journal prompts, um, mm-hmm. daily affirmations, maybe some videos related to whatever their goal is, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. I bet you can market it as part of the um, package that Lydia does. What? Um, so that was the one concern that I had, like when I first. So when I'm when I don't know if this happens to everybody, but every time now twice when I've been prepping, I have like all these great insights. And like, and so this time I wrote it down and the different things that came to me. Right. And so that way I could come back because you have prep brain and don't remember anything. Um, but that was one of my main concerns was I don't want to, cause originally I was like, I want to be like a mental and emotional wellness coach for competitors. Cause that's what like I'm needing and that's what's missing. And I was worried, like, how do I call myself a coach, like a bodybuilding coach, but not step on actual coach's toes, mm-hmm. right? And so um, the more thought I've put into it, and I've gotten some feedback, um, is that maybe that's, like, they always say you should have, like, a niche or a niche, right? So a very specific target market. But I feel like that might also, might be too, too dialed in. And then I'm supposed to... Like, I'm not good at marketing, right? So I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're supposed to ha- have, like, an ideal client. And so the more I, like, look into that and answer the, the questions for these different, you know, ideal clients to, like, who is it that I would like to work with, I'm, it's not just competitors, right? It's people that are, like, on a health and fitness journey but need that extra support that, a nutritionist isn't going to give you because they're focusing on your food. And mm-hmm. maybe your like coach isn't going to give you because they're focusing on your workouts. Yeah. See, and I, so, and, but yours is a focus on the mental health part. Yeah. Well, em- emotional and mental health. Okay. Like the balance. So like adding in things like yoga. But are you also doing like a nutrition no. part? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and then, or like the workout part either. Like you're no. not the trainer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I like it because I, I, I see people in health management and as a, as a, I guess a nurse educator and it oftentimes is nutrition or it is um, chronic disease management and then, um, and, and all of those things are incorporated. So um, like, of course, and mental health is like the one thing that like the big bucket. So there's like the overall health management, but it encompasses nutrition and it encompasses exercise and it encompasses mental health, Mm -hmm. but I'm not an expert in either one of those things. So it's kind of like going to the individual person and figuring out kind of what their needs are and how to live a healthier life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then being in the clinic and, and diabetes focused or chronic disease focused, it's like how to be healthier and prevent or manage chronic disease. But it would be really great to have experts to go to for those other parts. Like, 
like in, especially when like what's your biggest need right now because people can't just go and overall over overhaul mm-hmm. all of those different things but like what's the biggest need right now and sometimes it is getting your freaking mental health in check mm-hmm. and learning um, meditation or yoga or deep breathing or you know getting outside and sometimes it is getting a workout plan at the gym um, and sometimes it is getting like a very specific diet plan um, and I can talk about food and 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 those things but it's not like a everyone has to do this diet plan or everyone has to do this workout plan or everybody has to journal mm-hmm. you know but it's like sending people to that area. So it's awesome that you have a niche and it's a much needed one too, because that, that behavioral health and mental health is all part of the health component. So, yeah, we should start a business together. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess rewind a couple years ago, I was, um, I went through a bunch of training to do, um, naturopathy, like naturopathic interventions for mental health. I didn't pay for the certification once I finished like all the course because it had its own continuing ed and a yearly fee. And then I had my counseling license. Mm-hmm. And so um, at the time I consulted with one of my business partners and she was like, you have a standalone license. Like you've done like check your code of ethics. What does it say? Well, I cannot like, it cannot operate in something I'm not trained in or don't have a good knowledge base. Well, I do. And I can, that so I didn't need to pay for that certification mm-hmm. um, but then I was thinking about doing like getting my naturopath license and so just because of the whole like because I view a person as like the holistic like everything mm-hmm. that goes into it, everything that you just mentioned um, but that is and it's like a whole other like field in and of itself like I would have to go back to school and it's I don't know it's so broad you almost have to have like a degree in nursing and then maybe do that. And that's kind of so, what I'm planning as well. Cause it, cause it's true. And then like, there's like naturopathy or holistic health. Mm-hmm. And then I'm leaning, there's clinical nutrition and then functional nutrition. And I'm leaning towards functional nutrition. So it applies like the, the medical aspects and stuff, mm-hmm. but then like as a whole picture. So, um, and then getting like a, like a, master's degree in that mm-hmm. but now I'm trying to figure out like do I want to be a nurse practitioner so I can have like a standalone um, operating system you know like I could practice medicine on my own but then focus on functional nutrition and then whatever that has to do with it but but yeah it's like it is like it's so crazy how many avenues you can become an expertise in. in fact mm-hmm. I tell people that all the time like just a like nutrition alone, you can have a master's degree or a doctorate degree and then just one section of it mm-hmm. and then, you know, figure it out from there. So it's complicated and crazy. And I wish mine was narrowed down. I just like just all of these directions in my head, but yeah, it's pretty cool though. Yeah. And it's all just like the, the whole picture of health. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at me like that. God. I'm just thinking, um, you're my friend, so stop trying. I mean, you, I, I'm introducing you to you these actually people. say and that in every episode, oh. but I'm starting to question our friendship. <laughs> oh. This is the podcast where me and Serenity break up. Yeah, we actually brought you here for couples counseling. <laughs> I do not provide couples counseling. Shit. Y'all are out of luck. So what is your uh, specialty or your focus? in counseling right now? 
right now, mostly um, life transitions, what the clinical term would be adjustment disorder. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and anxiety and depression. And what ages do you see? So, right now, um, I would only take new clients that are like college age or 18 and up. Mm -hmm. um, I have experience working with the littles. I used to love working with teenagers um, until I had one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so great. I love teenagers oh, so yeah. much. It makes me question. I was just talking with my friend over the weekend about this. I was like, she had asked me about work and I just said I wasn't going to take teenagers anymore. And it makes me wonder, like, what was I, like, these, <laughs> you know, did I even know what I was talking about? If I can't even, like, deal with my own. With, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I do have a couple teenagers on my caseload right now who I feel like we have a really good, you know, rapport with the family and... I think we do really great work, but I am not currently taking any. I think littles. teenagers are different with their parents than they are with. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anybody else? So I mean, we walk down the halls of school and oh, I love this kid and blah blah blah. And I'm like, are we talking about my kid? Because <laughs> she's a ball of hate. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aww. But I love working with the college age kids. Okay. I guess they're kids to me now. How old but... are your kids? Um, I have a 17-year-old, uh -huh. he just turned 17, and an almost 12-year-old. Nice. Yeah. Our boys are almost the same age then, because mine's 16, but he'll be 17 in a few short months. And then I've got a 9-year-old. And teenagers are the worst. Like, I was just, I had a conversation with a friend about teenagers, and, like, you see on social media all these like perfect families and kids doing really great things. And I am always the one like raising my hand being like, we're a shit show over here. <laughs> so if you're a shit show too, will you please stand up because right. I need your help. And I feel like every single person with a teenager could be like, yep. And this is why. And uh, yeah, cause it's horrible. Like they're, they're wonderful and perfect, and you love them so much, and they're going to be fine if they are, but we don't know that yet because it's so questionable, but I mean, but all you feel back <sighs> is hatred, <You> just, <laughs> yeah, you can show as much love as you want, but then they just still slam the door and go mm -hmm. to their room. See, mine's not even, like, he doesn't give attitude, he's not me. like, he's very sensitive, but still just like there's dumb choices. Like they're dumb shit that they do. Yeah. Like they literally well, can't pre, make good yeah, choices. Yeah, the prefrontal cortex isn't online. Yeah, but. it's not formed until they're like 20 something maybe if we're yeah. lucky. And then all those hormones and then they're just trying to figure themselves out. And then like it's like having a two year old but they're like in adult sized bodies because they have to like figure out their boundaries and how to exist in life. And I'm sure it's really shitty being a teenager at the high school because like the world is a really weird place right yeah. now, too. And then, like, who are we to even judge that? Because it's not the same as it used to be. And, oh, my God, teenagers. And there's a difference between teenage girls and teenage boys. Yeah, I think teenage boys are, I mean, teenage girls are, like, horrible. <laughs> Angsty and angry. Yeah. And then, like, attitude. Yeah. And then they bicker amongst each other. Yeah. And so dramatic. Yeah, and it's even worse when it's that time of the month. <sighs> So it's yeah. going to get worse. Yeah, the <laughs> 12 is 11. <laughs> it's going to get a lot worse. I feel like where it starts, <laughs> yeah, the whole teenage, preteen 
drama, and and then it doesn't end until they're about twenty two. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I am thankful every day I don't have girl. daughters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They make me hate life. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I have a blended family. So I had two kids before my guy came in the picture. Um, and they're five years apart. Let's see, my daughters are 15 and almost 21 now. So, yeah. And he brought along three kids that were right in the middle of my two. So he has a daughter that's now 16 and then two boys, twins, that are 18. So we have a house. We had a house of five teenagers. Oh, wow. I was living in hell. Yeah. I mean, and they all live you with say you. that, but you literally have four teenagers. So it's now, not like you're out of hell. I know. It's and the, still terrible. Like the calmest one left. So you're still in right. the depths of despair. Right. I don't envy her at all. Plus, she has like 900 dogs and seven cats. I have five and dogs five and chickens. five cats and like 12 chickens. And a very Republican husband. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. <laughs> and a mother-in-law. And my mother-in-law lives with me. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Busy. Do you have a big house? It's the size. Yeah. Our houses are like twins okay. in yeah. different cities. Mm-hmm. So, My mother-in-law's working on buying a house, though, and so, but she's not a common mother-in-law she's like great yeah oh, like you'd rather kick the kids out than the mother yeah. yeah yeah but you do have two boys that just graduated so hopefully maybe they'll disperse well, some. i'm thinking that she might take them when she goes both of them oh god i would hope so but i don't know we'll see fingers crossed i see that more and more like where it's like intergenerational where you know years ago it used to be like that mm-hmm. and, and in other like, places too but like america we've right. kind of separated into our own things but like that's coming back well she's just looking at a buying a house across the street so which is wonderful it's like like your own space but close yeah you know so i can still count on her to feed me or yeah and i think you kind of have to start considering different ways of living with the way things are like it's impossible to you know especially as a young person i don't i wouldn't say impossible but difficult and would definitely take some effort to live on your own you know with Mm -hmm. how much things cost and no, I imagine that at least get some roomies or something. I can't hardly but. even afford gas right now. Right. So. I did. I've been trying to ride around the electric scooters a little bit more <laughs> and considering maybe trading cars with Brandon for my drives. And my boss did just let me switch my place of employment so I can work, um, you know, more than half time in Lewiston instead of more than half time in Pullman, so. Oh, wow. I didn't know you commuted all the way up there. I do. Um, I was working in Pullman three days a week and then the Lewiston office two days a week. But then wintertime, I switched to Lewiston three days a week. So I don't have to drive up there in the snow for three. Um, and then I've just been kind of keeping that because I live down here and gas is expensive. And I do the same thing in both offices. Like I, you know, I, I could potentially just work in one, but I can see patients in both if I go to both and then everyone can see my face and I can be helpful to everyone. Um, That's like the beauty of telehealth too is, is not having to drive. Yeah. There's a lot of advantages for telehealth services for sure. And then people are just doing that now, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's a lot of things that could be done in the comforts of your own home. Do you do after hours counseling? No. (laughs) Business hours. Yeah. I mean, I have, Right, like there's an emergency or if 
That's what I like, like about like MD Live or what, you know, those <clears throat> telehealth is that you can schedule visits for your time. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I used to mm-hmm. work pretty long hours and then um, going through my divorce, I needed to be home more. And so that yeah. kind of all happened at the beginning of COVID. And so it just works. Are you, so you're recently divorced? <clears throat> yeah. <coughs> We've all shared our divorce stories, you know. Yeah, you Cody's like three episode. times divorced. And <laughs> Are you really? No. no. <laughs> I'm like, you look so young. <laughs> no divorces here, not Just yet. Just divorced friends. Yeah. You can be like my teenager, perpetually alone. Sure. We, we are his lesbian moms. <laughs> you guys are. <laughs> we travel places and it's hard for people not to think we're lesbians. Yeah, we don't. so butch. It's <laughs> because they bicker. He's the, he's the girliest, prettiest one, so... That's true. It doesn't help that you, like, you know, call us mom, but whatever. <laughs> I call everyone mom. <laughs> That's funny. I literally had to have a conversation with my mom because my coworker had said something about it, and I just call other people's parents mom and dad. Yeah. And I had to ask my mom, I was like, does this bug you? And she's like, no, I know you're mine. You're not Aww. going anywhere. I just make myself comfortable no, where, no matter where I am. She's cute. That was really nice of you to, like, honor her feelings. Well, I, did, I never even thought about it until my coworker was just like, oh, my kids would never call somebody else. Mom, I'm like, oh, am I doing something wrong? You know, I think I would get hurt. If I'm, I'd, I'd be pissed <laughs> if my kids called <laughs> to be honest. Right? <laughs> Maybe like, if, so my daughter was forced to call her dad's new wife mom so with my son and and I was really hurt by that um but it wasn't her fault it was his fault for being a dickhead right yeah I just felt bad for my kid but like if, if my kids go over to their friend's house and call the their their parents mom it doesn't hurt me because yeah like, I guess that's kind of a term term of endearment I guess I was more thinking like calling mm-hmm. their dad's partner mm-hmm. Whatever. Oh, I right. never called my stepmom my stepmom or whatever. Yeah. Molly was always Molly. My mom right. always knew she was my mom. She's my mommy. She's still my mommy. I love my mom. My little guy's friend who is always over here or mine's at their house. Like it's, but they're like little neighborhood best friends. And um, we took him up to Defy this weekend and out to lunch and shopping and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, I think you guys are kind of like my step parents. <laughs> And I'm like, for sure, little buddy. Like, I mean, because it's true, like, forever, even whether, you know, they're, like, my guy and, and that kiddo are, are friends in high school. Like, we're still going to be there for his graduations. We're still going to be at their sporting events. I mean, they're in the same class, and we're practically raising each other's kids. So, that's cute. I'll be a stepmom. Yeah, my son's girlfriend calls me mom. Oh. My son can't get a girlfriend. So. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. <laughs> he's so handsome, too. I don't even know. Maybe yeah. he's a douchebag. <laughs> don't forget his last one. Let's, let's, let's just let him not have one. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> and he learned a lot from, from that one. Uh, learning moments. Parenting is hard. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing ever. It really is. 
And because that's like the one thing that we want to be so good at, Mm -hmm. you know, like we don't want to fuck up, but we're going to fuck up daily. Yeah. I mean, does anybody in the whole entire world not have parent issues like mommy or daddy issues? (laughs) You have plenty of mommy and daddy issues, you know, and we know you do. I just want to be normal. I obviously do now too. Yeah. And then I know I do. Like I even have a really, really great mom who, um, like as a, like did everything she could as a mom. Like she loved us and wanted the best for us and provided us a home and food and, and all of those things. But I can still think of a billion reasons that my mom fucked up my life or said something that like changed my trajectory or lowered my Mm -hmm. self-esteem or, you know, like a billion things And, and none of it's on purpose. So, like, yeah, how hard is it to be a parent? And then no matter how, we're all just doing the best that we can, but it's never good enough. God, that sucks. I'm depressing myself right now. So Jasmine sent me a picture of my deceased dad, his obituary picture. And I sent it fat, bald, (laughs) serenity. (laughs) I sent it to my mom, and my mom's first comment is, that's where you get your weight from. I was like, oh, oh, my God. Mom. And she's like, oh my God, I did not mean it that way. I'm like, uh huh, yeah, thanks, thanks, mom. Appreciate <laughs> just it. Just another reason why they just say shit yeah. that hurts our feelings. But she couldn't have told you that earlier instead of just you wondering why you're not tiny like her. And the rest of my sisters, my sisters are, and my mom, they're like stick figures. Just, are you the oldest? No, I'm the baby. Ah. <laughs> so did she tell you, like, the story? If you no. don't mind me asking, no, Mm-mm. no. So like when, so it's a long story. We um, talked about it on our podcast last time. Oh, so, but it's a good one. You should it just is. like you know tell her the highlights for okay. sure. Okay. So briefly, Dwan's little sister found out she had a different dad, and we had her on our podcast, and we were talking about it, and I start to think about it, and everyone used to my sisters used to te- tease me that I was born in a cabbage patch, and they plucked me. Um, and I had a different dad, obviously, and but it was just a, kind of a running joke. And now I'm like I'm finally to the point where it doesn't really matter. Like I grew up without a dad, and whatever it is, what it is. Um, and so I'm like, oh, I kind of want to know. Like, do I have any other family out there? Because her sister got like this whole other family. Yeah, and like a dad who was like, I want to be your father. How can we make up thirty years of nunness? Sorry, yep. you didn't. I didn't. So I said to my mom, she was actually like visiting because she doesn't live here. And I was like, I got the kit and I'm going to send it in. Speak now or forever hold your peace. This is it. Tell me. And she's like, ha ha ha, whatever, serenity. So I sent it in and got the results back. And I'm like, so anything you want to tell me now? And she's like, why doesn't that say your sister is your full sister? And I'm like, because she's not. So that's when she she did. Your mom take pointers from your mom. I think yeah. I feel like you know it's just the same stuff. My mom did the same thing. Deny, 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 and then she kept. She even pulled up like family history books because she's really big into genealogy. And she's like, "Well, I'll find it here." I'm like, "Mom, science, like we know you don't have to like come clean or anything, but we don't believe what you're saying because it's not true." So then so finally, I was like, give me a name. I want a name. I want to see pictures. Like, tell me anything. So she gave me his name. And she's like, he died a long time ago. And Tuan's like, what's his name? Well, Serena was just like, okay, cool, mom, thanks. 
Yeah, she's like, I'm sure he'll be in my yearbooks because they went to high school together. I'm like, okay. And then I kind of left it, and then I told Juan, and Juan like just pops it out of nowhere, finds the obituary. He only died two years ago. Three? Three-ish. It was in 2019. Did you have other siblings? Uh, yeah, it looks like I have two. He had two daughters. Do you look like them? I can't find them. Oh. There's like the, a picture of one that may be, and there might be some resemblance. But it's kind of weird because like there's not a lot of information, and then it's hard to like yeah. judge even age or... So I wouldn't say that you looked like her necessarily, but definitely need to do some more digging. But it's still new. Yeah, very new. We did just buy a shovel at my house, so do you need that? (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. Thank you. (laughs) Such a dick. (laughs) I try. So um, anyway, we were talking about briefly gas prices. Um, going up and so the cost of living is going up mm-hmm. and wages aren't getting any better and um, the economy is not getting any better the mental health um, you know psychiatrists aren't getting any more in number so what do you think how the how is this impacting our homelessness and the mental health issues like the disparities of because I think a lot of homelessness has to do with mental health. Well, and, well, there's homelessness, but the homelessness, but then also things like suicide mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. And I was telling Dwan they're they're coming out with a number um, next month in July. Is it nine eight eight, the crisis line? Oh, I don't know. You haven't heard that. I either? haven't heard that. So there's a, a suicide like a crisis line and it's supposed to direct you to your local crisis oh like a national one that yeah. directs you to the local yeah like I'll have to look into that mm-hmm. so you don't know either no but that's really up. yeah mm-hmm. so I don't know much or I guess I shouldn't say I can't really speak to like the homelessness I don't really I mean I don't work with that population so I mm-hmm. wouldn't have yeah. great numbers or do you like, keep pretty busy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, there you probably have all of your time filled up and all of your patient load and well, a wait list. I don't have wait lists. I actually have some openings, um, which just came out of nowhere because I was booked. And so I'm like, maybe this is because I'm supposed to be, like... Investing time elsewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I didn't have time or energy to do. So, but Yeah. Do we have a psychiatrist locally? Oh. I know that Stephanie I have a Carpenter this. was doing so mental, Ste- she, mental health yeah. nurse practitioning. But she's a PMP, right? A psychiatric nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, there's have, one in Lewiston. What is her name? I have so somebody's we, card in my office, but I think the barrier to that is they weren't, some, uh, like I referred a client and they said they weren't. They didn't Something. accept insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wasn't there like a Dr. Rambo or something? Yeah, so Dr. Rambo, she worked at St. Joe's Mental Health, mm-hmm. outpatient mental outpatient. health, like years ago. And they dissolved it. And oh. then she and Stephanie went to Valley Medical. Valley Med. And I'm not sure, is she not there anymore? I don't think she's, I think she left right around the same time I left. There's so. a Dr. Bayona in Pullman. But he's booked. And then the one here, too, is booked. There was something weird about insurance, but I don't remember what it was. 
Didn't Tri-State? They had one, but they do have a behavioral health. Dr. Fitzgerald? Yes. There is a Dr. Fitzgerald. So isn't Dr. Fitzgerald, though, he's um, a psychologist. Yeah, and he does, like, testing and stuff, mm-hmm. but not medication management. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a Grogan downtown, but he's not a psychiatrist either. He does a lot of testing. Which Yeah, so psychologists do a lot of testing. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. We refer out for a lot of testing. Hmm. And we're going to, I don't know if I should say it out loud, but... Um, like ADHD testing we're going to bring in-house just because we do a lot of that with the company that we are. Engineers and ADHD kind of go hand-in-hand, I guess. Um, So bring that in-house instead of having to refer out all the time. It would be interesting if you guys medicate for that and if it changes their work performance. We do currently medicate for it, but like the practitioners were like test, like sending out people because it's like an internal company. So they're sending out to... See if they, you know, tested okay to do it, but they always did. They, like anyone that we sent out was just like, "Yep, they have it," and then and then they would, you know, yeah. medicate for it. But now they're like, "Why are we sending it out and you know making our people pay fifteen hundred dollars a pop when the answer is just yes, they have it. And we're going to medicate anyway." So yeah, my one business partner that's a psychologist, she does counseling and then specializes in ADHD testing. Hmm. Do you know what medications your patients take? Yes. Do you have any thoughts about some of those medications or concerns about over-medicating? Or? Um, given the population that I work with, like my, my clients, I wouldn't say that I have an issue with over-medication, like over-medicating, excuse me. Um, I see a lot of just know, SSRIs. Mm-hmm. Do you see many patients that have a pushback to taking medications? Oh, yeah. So, like, the pushback as in they don't want right. to? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. they're having, like, side effects or they haven't found that correct? Because mental health medications are, like, that big bucket where, you know, like, it, they can be very beneficial to somebody, but it's very specific which one would be helpful, and then it's not the same for everybody. And right. then there's the, the side effects, like SSRIs cause impotence and sexual dysfunction and then that causes de- you know mm-hmm. depression or anxiety or some other problem so then we're just adding on top of it and then you know being but able to those, follow it up and then nobody a lot to of those side it. effects go away if if you're on them for several weeks it takes several weeks for them to build up to get those side effects to go away so it causes sexual dysfunction and then you keep taking the medication and then all of a sudden you can yeah i don't believe you Okay. See, and I've heard, uh, you know, I didn't fact check it, but I heard that um, the opposite, where you can have, like, having the sexual dysfunction as a side effect wouldn't happen until you're on it for a while. Kind of. Yeah, because it's not like you take it for a day and you can't get your dick hard. (laughs) What happens for women, too? You guys can't get your dick hard (laughs) either? No. Jesus. Yeah, well, I mean, really hard. How, but, but then how do you know? Because it's different for women. Because, like, what if you already don't have an increased libido and, and suffering some sort of, you know, not wanting to have sex four times a week with your high libido husband, and then you start taking medication? So you don't know. Like, all of a sudden, you don't want to have sex five times a week instead of four. And then it's like a gradual thing over time. Well, and maybe also it has to do with your depression is getting mm-hmm. better, and so then you... 
have more desire. So it's it's definitely a balancing game with medications. Right, because loss of libido is a symptom on the depression checklist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. So many thoughts. I could talk about this stuff for hours. Yeah, I could too. But it's interesting that that you said like your patients are kind of like would rather not take the meds. I find that in my, because I get sent patients all the time because they're like, hey, you should probably start this medication for lowering blood pressure or lowering cholesterol or anti-diabetes or something. And they're like, no, mm -hmm. I don't want to take medications. I want to, to, you know, see what I can do on my own. And I, I think that that's a kind of a lost art in health where we, uh, aren't giving people the power to take advantage of their own health, whether it's mental health or physical health or, or those things. We're not educating people on how to do that. And I think that that's a, a big falter in our healthcare yeah. system. And I actually will get a lot of referrals from doctors for sending people for counseling before trying medication. So is it because the doctors want them to try counseling before mm -hmm. medication or is it because the patients are requesting counseling? Um, I think maybe a little bit of both. Um, Definitely from some of the doctors that I will talk to up, you know, up the hill, it's more mm -hmm. about like, you know, let's see if we can get this person, you know, they have like low grade depression or anxiety. It's not anything really severe, but starting to impact their functioning. Let's see if we can get them better without using medication. And wouldn't it be great, it's just my wild ideas again, but wouldn't it be great if there was a system in place where an individual could have the support in managing their own health from all of those avenues, like where we could all talk about um, the individual person and how to make them healthier from a nurse practitioner or a doctor standpoint or a mental health standpoint or a physical therapy standpoint or a nutrition standpoint that we could all be on the same page and help the same person um, based on what their needs are. You know, like you have time in your work day to reach out to their each of their other providers and have that discussion. Well, I'm just saying in like the perfect world it would be that and that's what yeah. we're trying to create, That'd be you great. know, at like but yeah, I mean it would so it doesn't come to interventions. Yeah. Well, yeah. So then we can, you know, take care of ourselves and be healthy longer instead of just trying to treat symptoms of disease as a whole person. But again, that's where like my functional nutrition interest right. comes in. You know, there's not enough people doing that. But mm -hmm. do we have any closet topic topics today? Mm -hmm. I think we have to have one. <coughs> Our guest has to answer a closet topic. What's a closet top? It's just like rando questions to like. We decided to call it something else. What was it? It used to be Pandora's box. Oh. Which I still love. And then we called it something else, but I don't mm. remember what. I don't know. Um, we had talked about, um, oh my God, we just talked about it last week. We We're did? the worst. <laughs> like yeah. about what we used to call it? No. Oh. Um, do we just want to do four numbers or do we just want to do one? Hmm. I don't know. Let's the one start is with really one. good. We might be able to end it on one. Yeah, because okay. it's four people answering it. So make it good, buddy. Choose a number between 1 and 50. Between 1 and 50? 37. See how she chooses a number right in the middle? I think that's her age. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but... 
Ooh, this was a good one for you. <laughs> What's an app you wish existed but doesn't currently? <laughs> Damn. It's like Is that a sign? It you, is a sign. You have openings, you are got an app question. Oh my god. It's actually a sign. Like literally I had this conversation with someone else earlier today too. So it's kind of a sign that this even yeah. came up in this conversation. But yeah, go for it. <laughs> well, just to reiterate what I said at the beginning, yeah. Like an app that um, would be obviously customizable based on your goal, but then it would be like a whole new, like holistic, I like the word functional, functional mm -hmm. app where um, your goals, check-ins, um, messaging with your, you know, your wellness coach. An, uh, an integrative wellness app between yes. uh, your health coach and then whoever your, your yeah. people are. Yeah. But mm -hmm. customizable, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to think of, like, how to make that customizable. I mean, I'm sure there's ways, but, like, how how would you customize an app? I mean, I guess you could kind of, like, maybe, mm, like, have... Like, choose your the things that you want in it. So, within your main category, have subcategories of different, like, little, little things that you want to work on. Yeah. Right? Like, because I could be seeing all three of you, but you all like have very specific goals and so maybe mm -hmm. you know a specific meditation or journal prompt would be helpful for you but it'd be totally off topic Definitely for you neither of those things would be <laughs> helpful for <Rude>. him <laughs> are you techie i uh, he hates journaling no but maybe you can help me build the thing maybe i don't know <laughs> i'm not i'm not too techie <laughs> You have to ask your 17-year-old son. They're the tech expert. Oh, my God, they are no, so good. I actually good. have a really great idea for you. And I'm gonna, should it just be my turn? Yeah. It's going to be my turn. Um, so this conversation came up in um, today at my own work. I'm working on a, a project because we were talking about, like, how great it is that we have all of these resources and all of these things available. Um, but the only access to how to use them or, or to find them are only can only be found internally, like while you're at work. So bringing that together. So what is something that we can do to bring everything together? So an, an app for our employees or families, and then that has components of every single resource or thing that we offer. So, um, so you can just like go in and just have like a, a one-stop shop. Um, so anyway, that would be a pretty cool place just to have everything contained um, for the company to be helpful. And so everyone can either know how or have access to any resources that they need to maintain or advocate for their own health and then navigate the, the healthcare system. Um, so I guess that would be like my app right now. But um, along those lines, I would, I've been thinking, I am in charge of creating a diabetes management program for where I'm at. And I too want to do it through an app. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be really fantastic to like, here's the like education and like the flow and the process. And then of course it's like, it's like a, a group thing, but it's also individual. So like, how do you kind of check in with people weekly or have group meetings or, you know, have this library of information or something, but through an app would be a really great way to do that. The helpful thing is we have um, colleges and universities nearby and WSU has like a, a media web designer, whatever program, and they, students will build something for you for free to learn, like as they're learning to do it. So it's like one of those, like, you know, you go to massage schools mm -hmm. to get a massage for cheap or free, or 
Um, so there's these web developers or app designers that are going to school to learn it and have the support of their teachers and instructors who will find companies or individuals to make things for. So like getting in touch with someone at the yeah, university awesome. to help you create an app for your business that you want. Kind of the wrong time of year, huh? Mm, yeah. Just gonna yeah, you might have to really place. develop it over the next couple of months and then yeah. come in hot. <laughs> But, but yeah, I never even thought of that. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's so my app yeah. is based on your last season is when you kind of like pimped out your friends to do things. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Like uh, what kind of things? Not, so the not, app, not sweep my stairs. <laughs> <laughs> the app that I remember talking about last year is dial -a Oh, yeah. So yeah. pimp out your friends, right? Yeah. That is a really good app. But I think Dial-A-Mom and Dial-A-Dad are two really good things because mm -hmm. as someone, like I have a dad, but he's not really always around. And there is a YouTube, like I think it's Dad, How Do I? And mm -hmm. he's got a bunch of different videos you can how go on. How do you tie a tie? Yeah, how, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. do you shave your mustache? But it would be cool <laughs> to have that in app form where... Everything's just kind of all in one, not on YouTube. I love YouTube, but... Or, like, yeah. there was that article out where, like, someone needed, like, a dad to barbecue. Like, yeah. ma like make the food at a barbecue. And, and, like, the job description was, like, tell dad jokes and, <laughs> you know, like, and cook a mean burger and have a couple beers and, you know, like, hang out but not hang out. But, like, as a dad and not, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, like, like a dial-a-dad service or a freaking dial, like, a mom or a grandma because... Sometimes you need someone to, to come into you your laundry cookies. or make you some banana bread or, or just hug you and yeah. tell you everything's okay. Yeah, because some people don't have that. Yeah. yeah. That is a great app. And it was my idea. It was. <laughs> and you created it or you just talked about it? <laughs> no, they talked about it last okay. season. Yeah. It would be great. And then it you could, be. like, we even named, named our moms, you know? Yeah. Like, Dial Bonnie if you blah, need blah, to blah. be shamed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Dewan was joking because uh, last year she. I bitched about my mom a lot. Didn't she live with me at the time she, when we started? I don't. I don't remember her living with. No, I think she had her own house because uh, we. Yeah. You would pick her up when we'd go walking. Yeah, and then like like the time she fluffed my Christmas yeah. tree. That's the was time like, I remember. How, how long is it going to be until she <laughs> she does something to my Christmas tree? And then, what was it, five minutes no. in? Okay, so my mom, like, it's hard to live up to, her, like, her standard, you know, because it's like those moms where you have to, like, always wear underwear in case you're in an accident. Or, Bring a pair like, in your purse just in case. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, who, who knows? Or just, like, all of these little things. And I'm just like, no, I don't care enough about people to wear freaking underwear all the time. Mom, like, I don't have to. I'm a strong, independent woman. I'm not going to cook Until my fucking husband meals. And, <laughs> what do you mean? You have that whole, like, little moment a couple episodes ago where you're like, oh, I'm I didn't wear to underwear oh, yeah. to the gym. I never wear underwear to the gym, ever. Oh, that makes works me feel better. I was worried about it. Like, like none of my friends wear yoga, but she works. Either. But she <laughs> works at for the same company that people go to her. So her patients are in the gym with well, her. You just make sure that your pants are squat proof, right? Yeah. Well, mine aren't. Mine weren't. That was the problem. <laughs> it was like this specific pair of pants, and my husband won't complain because I work out with my husband. But yeah, that moment, I'm like, oh, I should wear pants, but. 
the 4.30 a.m. crowd is dwindling, and that gets me excited. I mean, I want people to come and work out, but it's hard when it's, it's fucking 4 a.m. Like, it's gross. Like, why am I fighting for equipment at 4 a.m.? Oh, like, go home and go to bed. Us, yeah, at like 3.30 in the morning for the Stairmaster during prep. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yuck. I'm just going to bed at 4.30 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> no. Well, I'm in deep REM sleep at 4.30 in the morning. What is deep sleep? Yeah, I don't so know what good. that is. I don't know so her. Good. Jazzy actually told, uh, told me recently that my Cody and I are like the opposite of drunks. Because, like, we go get up when everybody else is in bed. <laughs> so do we. My, not my Cody, but my husband. <laughs> Am I your Cody? Yeah, but... I think Ayla will fight yeah. you for me. No, she'd win. Only because she's mean. She and can is beat meaner. Me <laughs> I'd have to give up. Oh, what direction were we going? We were talking about apps, and I think we're yeah. down to you. Um, Serenity actually took my idea because I was going to throw on Dial a Dad into Dial a Mom. Oh, okay. Just uh, that's the only thing I could think about. It was that's I'm just calling it Pimp Your Friend. That's the <laughs> thing that I would want the most, <laughs> or like something that just reminded you of all your prescriptions, like when they expire and everything, glasses. Medication stuff like well, that. Yeah, never throw out appointments because I've got like I've got a little brother who <laughs> who's got a lot of issues, and it'd be nice for him just to know when he's got appointments and doctor's appointments, and when he needs to get glasses and all that kind of stuff, and just one like little one uh, area area. Yeah, that would be great. I feel yeah. like insurance companies could do that. I think you know? so too. Insurance like, companies when it comes yes. to manage your, your life and dental app. and do for things. your colonoscopy. Get that scheduled. Yeah, and preventive health stuff, mm-hmm. which like, and we kind of do. Like, we literally send out flyers for colonoscopies, which the uh, guidelines have changed from 50 to 45. So if you are 45 and would like your preventive <laughs> care colonoscopy, contact your provider. God, she's so cute, isn't she? She's I do good. wish insurances would do that, especially with where I work in vision, having people come in that don't know what their vision insurance is. Well, I work here. Well, that doesn't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. That's hard, though. I, that, mm, now we're getting me started because that's the whole navigating healthcare thing. Oh, it's yeah. really Everybody's hard. Everybody's plan is different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's then even my plan, like, honestly, I know I have VSP, but like if. Which is 90% of what I need. It, if you tell me you have VSP, I can tell you, yes, we take it, or no, we don't. But uh, I don't but have like a VSP no, card. It's it just goes my through your social, card. It goes through your social security. Um, I don't I, know about Schweitzer because I we're new. I literally hand them my insurance card and they're like, and that's the only thing I have. Yeah, we're new to taking yours. But like Regents, if it's uh, VSP, everyone that's on it has their own specific VSP number. But anybody you outside have your of... your own VSP card. No, she won't have her own VSP card. It goes by her health insurance number, but people outside of Regents, they're all like anybody underneath the main person is a dependent. Your dependents are their own person for their uh, vision insurance. And like people out at Potlat or the mill or whatever it's called now, there's two different vision insurances depending on where, what area you work in. I think I've two eye exams in my entire life. I hate you. <laughs> Oh, we could talk about just access to health insurance. Yeah. I don't have health insurance. Yeah. The, I can't the, afford it. The only reason I went to Walmart is because I needed health insurance. So do you qualify for mom's. Medicaid? I don't. Or yeah. even the, like the exchange, which <clears throat> I'm not really sure why. 
I mean, they say it's income guidelines because they base it off like my business versus like what I actually live on. Mm-hmm. Um, That's yeah. rude. That's and then I tried getting rude. on <laughs> Cody's insurance and open enrollment. It was like $600 a month with a huge deductible. And I was like, if we do the math, it's not worth it unless, God forbid, something tragic happens. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> this is the shit I do all day, every day. This is, and this is why I love going to work. Because I get to think about this kind of stuff. But obviously our healthcare system is flawed. So one, it's hard to even navigate healthcare. Two, you're a you have a master's degree in a in the medical field. And you can't do it. And you can't God. and you no. And then <laughs> and it's that hard for you to have health insurance. Absolutely. You have to be dependent on a, a larger company that is willing and able to insure you. And then and a lot of times if you have that there it's even still expensive and so like we're you work for an insurance company so you're insured and I work for a company who values health and 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 benefits but like not everybody does right and so like how shitty is that as a freaking master degrees professional that you don't even have fucking health insurance and so like your kids probably aren't insured either and then you make too much money to go have state assistance so obviously that's a problem so what's the solution to that problem is that we stop depending on health insurance companies and PBMs and we tear down. <laughs> I pointed my index finger. They pointed their middle finger. Still, I think you guys are still fighting. Yeah. Now I'm going to personally blame you. I worked in the call center. I know what who gets blamed. It's oh us. But there are people, there there are organizations that, okay, so it's it's known that it's flawed and there are people out there that have like a, a community-based insurance program. So you get together with like like-minded folks or especially healthy people and you come together and you have you pool a certain amount of money which yes, is the less than the $600 into that and I boycotted some of the ones I can't remember their names now because they didn't cover mental health coverage. I said I'm not going to support mm-hmm. that when they don't cover mental health and I'm a mental health provider. Cover mental health as in what? Like the counseling. But but so do you need counseling though? But if I did, the, what I'm paying into for insurance would not cover it. Crazy. Um, I do, I actually, what is it called? So for, it's like a gym membership. Like I pay monthly. Um, direct primary care. Yeah, I have, unlimited, I have unlimited access to the clinic. Um, everything is, is that in Moscow? Yeah. See, I, I've been hearing about that and I love him. He it. started out just him and his wife and now it's expanded. Multiple doctors. I just got an email that now they're contract and they contract with different people to get it at cost. Um, they have an in-house pharmacy for certain medications. Um, they now ha- draw their own blood instead of sending us out. Um, they have uh, contracts with um, ultrasound. So. So. So I pay one hundred fifty-five dollars a month for me and the two kids. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you how yeah. much that was, and that's and that's primary care. Mm-hmm. And so essentially, like, if you needed specialty care, they would need to refer you. And then mm-hmm. at that point, you would have to consider. The great thing yeah. is, is though, and this is what people don't know, you can literally contract with anybody as a self-pay person. And then so just like insurance companies contract with hospitals or medical clinics or imaging or whatever else, you can literally do that. So if you needed a knee replacement, you can go to a place where you want to have your knee replacement, tell them you are self-paying and contract with them for whatever price that you guys can come up with together. Um, and it's good to know like what 
other contracted rates are because if a $50,000 surgery, they're going to tell you it's $50,000, but they've contracted with Serenity's insurance company to do it for 20000 and someone else's insurance company to do it for 22000 So you can just I didn't like, know it was negotiable because I, it is. I mean, that's the downside, right? Like I'll go to the dentist. I don't have, an, you know, dental insurance anymore after the divorce. And um, I asked, like, do you have like a cash pay rate? And they're like, no, it's this much, right? And I was like, so even for uninsured, they're like, unless you're 55, like they're seniors and older or had Medicare and they don't accept Medicare or something. So time to look at other dentists. Yeah. yeah. You just find someone and ask them like, you know, and tell them, you know, self pay. And I need to know how much it's going to cost for this. Will you accept? Yeah. And then, cause like I literally, I don't know. I have conversations. I don't like negotiate rates or anything like that, but you can literally get anything you want by calling people and, and the and rates are negotiable. Talking to somebody to figure it out. Hmm. Even, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, they are even at a hospital. Like there's, I just read a book where it was the, like that talks all about that, but yeah, everything's negotiable and people have, all of the contracted rates are different. And the reason why costs are so high is because they can only accept what insurance pays. And so the people who don't have insurance or kind of get, they get charged that. And then they're either writing it off all the way. And so in, if they would rather negotiate a contract with you to make a lower payment instead of writing it off or um, keep getting distracted by whatever's out there. Um, but yeah, most, most places are, are negotiable, especially if you're self-pay. Yeah. So... And you want to do it like before, before you know. Yeah, yeah. Because what happens if you catch the cancer and you don't have insurance? I don't know. You're screwed again. <laughs> ah, that would suck. Well, I she lives know. a life to where she isn't going to catch. It's very unlikely that she's going to catch the cancer. Well, and I wonder if there's like special circumstances, right? Like you can maybe get state assistance if you had like you can. Yeah, you know. so much medical debt. Right. Well, most of the time it falls to like co like figuring it out with the whoever you owe all that money to and stuff. But it's better to catch a cancer than a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I killed her. <laughs> She's drinking. I My moon realize. sign is Gemini. <laughs> so is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Don't catch me. What's your sun sign? The sun is Aquarius. I'm a cat. All right, all right. I don't know mine. I, I should. You're a Taurus. Oh, I mean, for moon or sun. to get into the Akashi, Akashic, Akashic Isn't records. That, that has records. nothing to do with what my moon or sun sign is. Well, if you know And it's not that, witchcraftery. It is too. It's witchery. It's not witchery. I thought that was a humana, cereal. Humana, 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 humana. Is that witchery? Yes, like, I don't, I've never so delved witchy. into the, the witchcraftery pagan booklets. Mm. She just God. get out the Ouija board. I can't stand Absolutely her. Not. Who even invited her over? Hi, I think this is a good place to end. I think so too. A friendship. <laughs> Bitch, please. Mm -hmm. I know where you sleep at night. Before before we end, do you have any other <laughs> any other crystals that you're bringing on? Because your collection is better than mine. My crystal collection. Yeah, you should have brought my crystals. I could have brought mine. I didn't okay. realize Serenity was the only one bringing crystals. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the next podcast. <laughs> That's
thank you for having me. hates us. <laughs> I was just trying to think if I know any crystals. Not outside of Serenities. No. I know I, I all my friends there they got these beautiful names, Jasmine and Crystal. Dwan. <laughs> and then there's Dwan. <laughs> I have the worst name ever, but You do. Oh, well, Crystal, thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. And you. we want to have you back because we got to yeah. talk about crystals, I guess. So that would yeah. be awesome. And so until next things. time. Yeah. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Fuck off, Serenity. <laughs> Bitch, please. <laughs>